Welcome to episode 9 of the Japan Gamescast. On this week's show, we check out some creative COVID countermeasures, Nino Kuni crossworlds get shown off in detail, and multiple new Dragon Quest titles are revealed. All this and more coming up. back again ryan uh we're almost in double digits episode nine so it's getting oh, exciting <laughs> i'm i'm uh i'm pumped for episode 10 that's it's it man, be, yeah. what like our, our two and a half month anniversary that's it man yeah if you're getting all romantic on me <laughs> yeah yeah but yeah i got a little got a little drink to celebrate just uh it's, it's getting hot you know tokyo's getting a bit sweaty yeah so uh, yes. I'm, I'm gonna crack a little cider open here yeah i got some coffee here as well that's it, yeah. So uh, for all my my British friends out there, this is some dry cider, Japanese style. But it's good actually. This stuff's been becoming more popular recently. Like five years ago in Japan, it was like impossible to find cider anywhere. Oh really? But now yeah, I got this in the supermarket right next to my house. So oh nice. I like cider as well. So uh, yeah, yeah. yeah I'll have to get some of that. those. <laughs> so uh, yeah, what, what have you been playing this week, Ryan? I've uh, I've been on a uh, Famicom Detective Club. It, oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Came came in the mail. Um, I got the uh, I got the Japan Deluxe version here. Nice, huge, huge yeah, box. Yeah, yeah. This thing is uh, massive. I don't know if you can. I don't know if you can see it here. But uh, yeah, yeah, that's epic. Yeah, it's got an art book uh, inside as well. It's uh it's pretty solid. It's I got it all packaged here still, <laughs> <laughs> but there's this really big <laughs> art book that looks like a. You can see the old mm-hmm. 80s art there. It's kind of hard to show on this camera. but Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was good. Though, yeah. yeah. Yeah, a little bit expensive. Uh, a little bit more than I, I probably should have paid for it. <laughs> <laughs> but I just really wanted it because uh, it's published by Nintendo, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, th- I think it's a, a cool game. So. so, yeah, how are the games anyway, like just in general? So I'm, I think I'm about halfway through the first game. Mm. Uh, it's definitely like a, a text based, like adventure game. Yeah, sure. You know, like, like it feels like an old game for sure. Mm. But, uh, but I love old games and I like a uh, text based stuff too. So for me, that's like no issue at all. Mm. Um, but yeah, the story is really cool. I mean, it's like detective stuff, you know, people, people get killed and, it's all mysterious, <laughs> you know. <laughs> you know who does. Yeah, it's hard, it. hard to say too much without spoiling the story. But um. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm. I, it's probably not a spoiler. It's like right at the beginning. But uh, anyway, it's uh, it's basically like the most fun study method uh, mm. imaginable. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> like, cause you know, I just sit there with my dictionary, um, you know, like a pocket dictionary mm. or my my app on my phone, um. And uh, I basically just read through it, like, you know, like I'm there, I'm the detective. And, uh, you know, and if there's something I, I, if it's something I don't understand, I, I search in my phone and maybe I actually have a physical notebook as well, where right. I've just been like taking notes, like about the, um, you know, the, the cases. Um, yeah, yeah. There's, That's there's cool. an in game notebook, like you can press start and it has like all the notes listed. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, it's more fun to just like hear it straight from the characters and then like write write down the notes. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, sure. You know, it makes me feel like I'm uh, in that's the a good, game world. That's a good idea, actually, because like, you know, I mentioned a few times I've been playing like Professor Layton, like on and off, and I just keep stopped playing it. But like, when I do play, I get quite into it. And it's basically the same kind of thing. You play as this kind of like Sherlock Holmes kind of character. So, mm. yeah, you have to like remember what people say, right? And learn all the clues and stuff. So, that's a good idea, yeah, taking some notes. But yeah, maybe if you, you know, writing writing them in Japanese as well would help you kind of retain some of that knowledge. Yeah, it helps you like get used to the kanji and stuff. Yeah, um, yeah. That's uh, cool. There's man. a there's a lot of characters. So like the the Japanese isn't incredibly difficult. Like it's not too bad. Right. I mean, it's detective stuff, so it's a it's not beginner, but mm. you know, an, an intermediate learner can probably make it through. Um, yeah, yeah, but but the hard part is like there's so many characters and their names are all in kanji, so like, uh, actually one of the characters his name is kanji, oh. <laughs> like but but it's you know it's not uh, the same characters but his yeah, name yeah. is kanji. That's um, funny. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's been great, man. It, 
the artwork is is really high quality. Like mm. the, yeah, that's the, the thing that appealed to me the most. Like from the trailers, the the animation, the way they've animated like the static drawings is really cool. I think. Yeah, I mean, it's fun to just like let it sit on one of the screens and just watch mm. the idle like animations. Mm. Um, and so anyway, uh, highly recommend it to anyone who's into that. But uh, yeah, so um, yeah, this week I didn't really do much gaming this week, just just because of being busy. Um, but um, I started playing uh, Uncharted Four, so I'm still on my my quest of catching up on the PS4 era, you know, on the PS5. So playing mm. through these old games, um, but PS, uh, sorry, Uncharted Four, another kind of free game with the uh, PS Plus collection. So. I'm having a great time not spending money on any games. It's so good. <laughs> I'm just yeah. getting all these like super high quality like AAA games. Um, and I got a few hours into that. It's pretty cool. Um, but everyone knows Uncharted. You know, it's been out, it kind of came out like 2016. So it's not really a new game. Um, but uh, what got me more interested actually is uh, this week I picked up uh, an iPad Pro for for work really. Uh, for like editing uh, photos, do, doing some kind of like, drawing and stuff like that. Um, but... It came with a three-month free trial for Apple Arcade. So um, oh, I haven't wow. had a chance to uh, to try them yet, but I actually, I don't know if you can see them in the picture, I got um, Fantasian. Uh, oh, a hell yeah. Taiko no Tatsujin, a pop tap, uh, which we've talked about before on the show. Yeah, and then this game uh, is called World of Demons, which uh, is actually made by Platinum Games. I didn't even realize. But, um, oh, really? This, the art style is almost identical to Okami. Um, oh wow and it looks awesome uh, but this is more like a ha- you know like typical platinum style like hack and slash kind of thing but wow it's awesome I, I yeah so i didn't know that platinum games had like a game on apple arcade me, me neither i think um, i think i saw this like um trailer or i saw the images of the game somewhere and i didn't really realize what it was but so you know someone in an article said oh look at this game but i just kind of skimmed through and i thought oh that looks really like okami and then that was like the end of it i just you know, didn't look at it again and um, yeah, so I went onto the store and then it just had like, you know, top recommended games. And obviously like all the bigger like games are at the top because they're like more better produced. But um, yeah, yeah no, it looks awesome. So I'll report back next week once I've had a little chance to get through it. Yeah, cool, man. Well, uh, I guess, uh, shall we get into the news then? All right. Yeah. So uh, our first kind of goofy story for the week um, are these new uh, kind of anti-COVID uh, plastic barriers, which are quite common in Japan. I'm sure you've seen them everywhere, right? In all restaurants. Um, yeah, yeah. Especially, you know, like kind of like, you know, eating on your own is quite common in Japan, especially like in the like the business districts. A lot of salarymen, they'll just kind of dive out for their lunch, just grab like a quick like gyudon bowl or something and just like like inhale it in like five minutes and then just be on their way. Right. So you get those single seats and they're all divided by these little plastic things. Um, but this uh, this guy, uh, Takumi Ar- Takumi's Armory. So I guess this is Takumi. I'm not sure. Um, but he's made this kind of like, yeah, like Dragon Quest, like RPG style. Um, kind of divider, <laughs> which I just thought was, oh, it's so simple. It's, it's genius. I love it. <laughs> it's great. That looks so cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. Right. So, um, you got like yeah, a HUD, can, right? It's yeah. like a drawn on there. Yeah. Um, I mean, I love the way he's standing in this photo because it's just got that like completely like motionless, like NPC kind of vibe to it. You know, it's just <laughs> it's like the, the shopkeeper that never leaves his station. Um, yeah. Like, yeah, like you, you would go into the shop menu and like purchase your gyudon bowl from him, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know? So I thought it was like a really, really funny way to kind of, uh, you know, like lighten something up that's kind of, I guess, quite negative, really, you know. Um, and then, um, yeah, so uh, just for anyone that, you know, can't read it, um, the words on here, we've got tatakao, which means to fight. Uh, we've got borgyo, which is like defense. Uh, we've got hanasu, which is talk. Uh, unazuku, which is, it means to nod, but I think in this context, it means to like to agree with somebody. Um, and nigeru, which means to run away. And then it just says on the right here, it says dosuru. So like, uh, what what will you do? You know? Um, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's, it's just, it's, that's basically the whole story. I just wanted to share it because I thought it was funny. Uh, if there was some way, some kind of technology that he could use to make it so like the, uh, the, the cursor moved. Like up and down, and oh, like maybe, wow. maybe there were like yeah. buttons on the on the counter, and the, the customer cannot press. <laughs> That'd be really funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's almost like a uh, a simple way to get a uh, augmented reality kind of thing going. Just yeah, like yeah. Ha- have it like where you can see the display through the glass. Yeah, um, yeah. So I, I do, don't know do if that's feasible, have, but do they have those like glass displays where 
you can see straight through it? Yes. Yeah. Actually, um, LG made like two years ago, they made like a see-through TV. Oh, really? Which is kind of crazy. Yeah. But um, yeah, this is the guy's website um, and he makes loads of different props and stuff. Um, but uh, this actually I saw a couple of months ago. Uh, this was like another kind of similar thing here. And I, I believe these are a lot of laser cuts. So just into like some acrylic. But it's pretty cool, oh, right? Wow. So it's the same kind of thing, you know. You put it into, onto the um, onto the table to like divide people. But this is some kind of like like magic summoning, like pentagram or something. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Looks like some kind of satanic satanic shit, man. Yeah, yeah. It's it's quite cool, though. Yeah. So, um, yeah, but you can buy cool, that yeah. hundred and fifty dollars. So I'm not sure if it's uh, it's worth that much money, but uh, that's what he does. He makes props and all that kind of stuff, and he's got these, like glow up swords and stuff. So. Uh, yeah, this this is cool, man. Yeah, kind of, um, kind of interesting. I thought, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'd like to, I'd like to hear about more like small time, you know, artists around Japan. That that'd be cool to share people's work on the show. Yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. I mean, I find that there's always people in Japan doing these like weird. I don't say one way I say weird because it makes it sound bad, but you know, just like unexpected kind of like you know unique things and. Yeah, yeah. I sort of qu- feel quirky like hobbies. Yeah, like quirky, right? You know, like internationally, Japan is known to be quite quirky, right? But mm-hmm. actually, in Japan, most people are very normal, right? And and if you're quirky, you're seen mm-hmm. as like an outsider. Yeah, so like, yeah. But that despite that, there's a lot of like cool artists in Japan who they just don't fit into society so well, but they just you know. They end up making some really cool stuff. <laughs> that kind of like I feel like that empowers them, like a little bit. In, yeah, in right. A way. Yeah, like, yeah. like they feel like they they just comfortable going all out in their uh, mm. the quirkiness. Um, but yeah, that's cool. I'd like to go out and see some some galleries sometime, or or you know, some people's check out some people's artwork. Yeah, there's loads. Of, there's a gallery right next to my house actually, and it's all, it it changes like on a weekly basis. Um, no being there though, but the thing is like you can see it all through the window. So like as I walk past, I just like look through and think, <laughs> oh, that all looks very nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I, I don't think you have to pay for it. I think it's just like one of those like, open open houses, open galleries. I don't know what you call it, but like you go in and then like buy the stuff on the wall. So oh, okay. I think it's for like small artists. But they always have like really cool like manga stuff in there or they had some kind of like erotic art thing in there the other day. Oh yeah, and there, and there was some very questionable stuff. But it was like in the middle of the fucking day, right? And it's just like on yeah. the road next to like the main shopping area, and you could just see like all of it, right? So it was like so many kids walking past that road. Oh wow! I, I was a bit like, is this fine? <laughs> but you know, it's not my uh, it's not my place to say, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, uh, anyway, uh, I guess in our next story, uh, we're talking about uh, more Nino Cooney, right? Yeah, yeah. So um, we mentioned this on the the show a little while back, uh, a couple of weeks ago. Uh, there was a new game coming coming out called Nino Kuni Crossworlds. Um, but this is the uh, the Koshiki Tokuban report. Um, so like basically like the the company special report, and they do this kind of thing quite often in Japan, um, where they you know you can see in this picture here, they get like the director and like maybe the voice actors or like the um, it's like a panel that you have at like Comic Con or something like that. Mm. But like Japanese companies love to do these for like game releases or anime releases, manga, movies, anything, right? Um, and basically, yeah, they'll just kind of play the game live, like on a stream. Um, so basically, yeah, all all they really showed was that um, you know, there's more details about the game. Um, there's some kind of camp like, present kind of campaign here. Like 29 people can win. Oh yeah, um, <laughs> uh, uh, Ichimanen. Or like ten thousand yen uh, gift card, and then one person can win an iPhone twelve. Um, ah, I see. Uh, yeah, so all these kind of like little fan things, and um, there's something here. You get like double points for something. I didn't really read it that that properly, but um, so so this game, yeah. it it just released, or it it's uh, oh, it will be coming so- out. Uh, the release date is around here. So I think it's June tenth. I want to say. Oh, yeah, it's here. It's here, June 10th. Oh, yeah, that's right. So, yeah, to <clears throat> to me, this looks kind of um, similar to Genshin Impact, mm. uh, which is also this sort of, um, like, big open world uh, RPG. Is, is this uh, is this an MMO, or is, is it a... Uh, 
just a RPG? Uh, I think it's an MMO. It's got definitely got a vibe to it, and from what I've seen from the gameplay, um, it's basically like um, you know you kind of walk around in the hub world and you you talk to other players and stuff like that. Um, so I think for the most part, it definitely is mostly like an RPG, like um, like an MMO RPG. Oh, cool. Um, so yeah, we've got some some gameplay here. Uh, this is some some from. French website, but <laughs> I think they're just streaming the Japanese version. Um, okay. So you can see like the character creator here, um, which uh, is pretty good, pretty standard. And there's like a little intro here. Uh, yeah. Ni Nino Kuni is always like connected with the, the real world, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, a so yeah. Bit. So the, the real world is Ichino Kuni, right? That's where we live. And then Nino Kuni and, is like number two. In, well, in Japanese, they, they call it, um, Isekai, right? Is isekai. Or, is yeah, is or yeah, Isekai. Yeah. Isekai is just like other world. So Yeah, parallel parallel world, something like mm. that. Yeah. Like um, Isekai Isekai is like a really popular genre of like manga and anime. Um because there's just so many like series that have that as the main premise where like just someone some really generic person just gets teleported into another world and then they just live this like fantastic crazy life <laughs> yeah 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 there's a lot of animes like that yeah um but uh yeah it's also like a trend in games as well mm. um just i guess across all japanese media it, it's it's kind of a nice way to tie in the crazy fantasy stuff with like real life it kind of yeah, ground yeah. it like grounds it in a way so like it helps you uh helps your imagination right because yeah, like yeah. there there's a link to reality that like ties it and um so even yeah, if it's sure. if wacky and crazy like you still feel like connected to it in in a more real way i guess yeah yeah I, I guess so yeah cuz otherwise it might just seem like a fantasy nonsense mm. <laughs> you know what <laughs> well, i mean well yeah like, i think like i think yeah what people enjoy about it is that like you know um it's you're always kind of there along with the the main character, right? And you're you're kind of learning about all this stuff at the same time they are, you know? Yeah. So, you know, like you say, like it kind of like feels a bit more like realistic, even though like it's completely unrealistic. You know. Uh, yeah. Uh, the the character you, you who get, is human is like dealing with all this like crazy shit. <laughs> you get that same sense of like discovering uh with the character. Yeah, um, yeah. Like um, like in uh in Famicom Detective Club, like your character lost their memory in mm. the very start of the game. So it's right. kind of a similar uh device where like since the character doesn't know what's going on, like they're on the same level as the player. And yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I guess Isekai does the same thing. Mm. Right. Yeah, um, yeah, but basically, yeah. Um I mean it's quite common in Western media as well, but in like Japanese stuff it's very, very common so almost like every every new anime or like anime that gets recommended to me he's like isekai <laughs> yeah it's it, it's like almost gone beyond being cliche and it's just becoming like a standard for like the genre like that's just <laughs> you know like, yeah i mean it, it's, it is it's, just, um it's like so common that it, it's just like part of the uh the way way to tell a story Oh. Yeah, base basically, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, the game looks cool as you can see. I mean, the, the, the graphical style is you know still that Ghibli style, even though Ghibli is not involved with this um, game. They were only involved in the, the first version, or, or you know, um, Wrath of the White Witch. Yeah, they they hijacked Ghibli's art style, man. That's so, it. Yeah, but <laughs> you, you can have you can put some bread in this girl's mouth, a penguin hat. Um, but yeah, if we go back to the the website here, because this is just basically like a summary of mm. um you know all, all the stuff from this uh, this show um but they show off a few little screens but i thought you know a lot of these look really cool um the graphics are really nice i don't know what this is running on but i'd imagine probably like an iphone 12 well you should uh you should load this up on your ipad yeah i will gonna... yeah i mean when, when it comes out what's the tour so it's in like 10 days so yeah i'll definitely check it out for sure um but yeah it looks really nice um even like you know the, the the images we're looking at now are quite big, right? So um, once they're like on a smaller screen, then they'll look re real nice. Um, 
But you can see... Mm. Uh, da, 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 da. Actually, they don't really have any shots of the main hub world anywhere. But I think we might have shown them before. Here's some kind of battle images here. Um, so it says you know, it's possible to choose your attack skill. Um, but I don't know really know if that's similar to uh, the previous version or different. Um, and then here it's just like, well, your skill cooldown time. So you, you can th you can think while your sk your skills are cooling down. So mm. I guess it does kind of hold some of the elements from the previous games. Um, but overall, yeah, it looks looks really nice here. Uh, yeah, that's a that's a cool game. So yeah, I'll I'll be uh maybe I'll check that out as well when it comes out. Um, you know, yeah. Yeah, far as well, it's free to play, so um, no reason not to, I think. <laughs> All right, so next up is going to be uh, the big Dragon Quest event that happened a few days ago. Mm. Um, so uh, I actually, uh, I checked out the whole thing. It was like over an hour long uh, stream. Uh, no, that's a, a lot of Dragon I was, Quest. <laughs> yeah, I was com committed. Uh, <laughs> the first half was all uh, mobile game updates. Like okay. They have Dragon Quest Walk, um, Dragon Quest Tact. Mm. Uh, there's others as well. Um, but the the big news are there are there are four uh, four new Dragon Quest games, and uh, the first one is Dragon Quest Treasures. Yeah. Uh, so as you can here. as you can see here, uh, this is using the uh, characters from Dragon Quest Eleven, mm. uh, which is like the most recent uh, large title. Um, and, uh, yeah, I think a lot of people really, uh, enjoyed the characters from this game. So it'll be nice to just, uh, spend more time with them. Mm. Um, these characters, uh, Kamu is, uh, like your sidekick type. Yeah. Uh, I remember him from the bit that I played. He's like your best friend, kind of like thief guy, right? Yeah. Yeah. And this is his sister, I believe he's with in this game. So maybe it's centered she around Kamu and his, uh, his sister doing, uh, treasure hunting. Yeah, so she wasn't in the the eleven, right? Uh, I, didn't, I don't recognize she, her. She was, I think, she was in the second half of the game. She's like a uh, little okay. bit a later character. Mm. Um, yeah, uh, don't want to spoil anything, but yeah, she becomes a a part, big part of the story later in the game. Oh, cool. Um, yeah, but she's not one of like the main characters. Um, but anyway, it looks like a cool uh, sort of Dragon Quest Eleven spinoff title. Um, yeah, yeah, and. Uh, you know, before I probably wouldn't have been that interested in this, but having played through all of Dragon Quest Eleven, mm. like I'm, I'm uh, invested in the in the <laughs> characters now. So uh, that's you cool. Know, I'd like yeah. I'd like to learn what happened to them. Um, yeah, maybe, maybe this I'll... is like uh, before the uh, the Dragon Quest Eleven game. Yeah, uh, I'm not sure by the trailer, but it looks cool. It looks fun. I'm big into like treasure get anything with treasure. I'm just kind of addicted to. Oh like, yeah, <laughs> even like uh, like a Luigi's Mansion, like the, the very first game, there's all these different like secret like you can get all the jewels and the coins and stuff if you if you like suck certain things or like you know there's all these like little hidden things and you you had to rack up like a high score with treasure right or there was like Wario World Wario Land sorry like one two three four you had to collect all the mm. treasure and like anything like that I'm, I'm well into and also like that last part on the the boat that little part in the trailer was giving me some serious like Wind Waker vibes. Oh yeah, so, it, so, so it does, like, does kind of have yeah. some <laughs> some Wind Waker vibes there. Yeah, it looks yeah, cool. Yeah. I I don't think a lot of people are talking about it um, because it got kind of overshadowed, overshadowed, overshadowed <laughs> by these other announcements. Um, mm. So I'll just go on and uh, list uh, list the next big one. Cool, cool. So um, so Dragon Quest Ten, uh, it's like a ten year old, maybe even eleven years old. Uh, Mm. RPG, right? Uh, an MMO, MMO RPG. Uh, it's only released in Japan. Yeah. So it's yeah. so it's all online. It's all, only Japanese. But uh, so they announced this uh, Dragon Quest X offline version. And uh, oh yeah, yeah. And it's not just the same game. It it looks like it's almost an an entirely new game. Like the, well, I mean, art like graphically. Mm. The, the story is taken from uh from the MMO but oh, the interesting, um, yeah. 
so this uh, this Dragon Quest X offline, um, it's using a graphical style that's uh, more similar to the DS games, mm. which uh, uh, I think most people are familiar with those because like uh, the majority of the series is playable on the um, the DS and 3DS. So this yeah, is kind yeah. of kind of a throwback to those. Um, but yeah, it's offline, so you can enjoy the whole um, main story of Dragon Quest X, uh, just as if it was a traditional Dragon Quest game. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, so this is really great. I'm I'm glad to see they're making this because um, I'm interested in the game, but uh, I don't really have the time to to dedicate to a an MMO. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. So it'll be nice to see like all of the DLCs and you know the whole story just condensed into uh into this game yeah i think so yeah it looks looks cool like i like that kind of like little chibi world kind of you know like rpg style yeah um, yeah it, it's like yeah it's i think that's what dragon quest it's, it's kind of like the original style of it that they they've been using mm, um yeah, and then yeah. more recent titles use like the the normal normal proportioned uh characters mm. um so I I like the new the new style personally, but it, it is cool. Um, I haven't played all the older games, yeah, so I, yeah. I don't have like the association with the uh, the chibi style. But anyway, uh, speaking of classic Dragon Quests, uh, mm. the next one I think is the one I'm most excited about. Maybe this looks um, awesome. Yeah, really good. This is the Dragon Quest Three uh, HD two D remake. Yeah. So. Um, HD2D is what they're calling the uh, Octopath Traveler uh, engine. Yeah. Um, so uh, I think this is just Dragon Quest Three, but like remade with yeah with the Octopath Traveler engine. Wow, it looks so nice. And um, yeah, actually, let's just can, can we just go back there uh, onto this trailer here because it says at the start here. So this is like this is the Famicom edition. Oh, sorry, here. So it says a uh, Famicom edition. Uh, yeah. Was like the start of the the legend, nineteen eighty eight. Yeah, and then, no, Super Famicom edition, ninety six. Yeah, yeah. And then it does this reveal here. It just looks so nice. It looks like a real like diorama. Like it actually looks like I can touch it. You know, it's like made of paper or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It it looks amazing. And then uh, um, and these pixel like the the sprites, mm. like they look really good. Like. Mm-hmm. Like they, it's just, it's just the perfect way to represent the classic games, you know? Yeah. Like it's, yeah. it's, it's true to the, the, you know, the art style of it mm. while still like updating it. Um, I mean, of course the world, you know, the world is 3D, but like all the, 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 uh, monsters and characters are still sprites. Mm. So it just looks really good. And like the this lighting, great, yeah. the lighting like appears to like, change the colors on the sprites and things so yeah, it, it, yeah. so they they feel like more tied in to the world that's yeah, um, the lighting is very nice isn't it so I mean, uh af- after this got announced i started playing uh the super famicom version um on my phone all uh, right okay. uh, <laughs> just because like to get pumped up for it and mm-hmm. uh yeah anyway it just looks so good and um like a lot of people say dragon quest 3 is one of the best so like uh I've seen some videos online saying like if you're going to play, you know, just a handful of games, 3 is one of them that you mm. want to check out. And uh yeah, and also uh let's see, the creator of of uh Dragon Quest, I think Yuji Yuji Hori. Mm. I believe. Uh yeah, uh he said that uh originally the plan was to remake uh Dragon Quest 1 and 2 in this style. Mm. Um but then he thought people might prefer to see three, because uh, I think it's it's a bit more of um, modern type, not modern, but it's more developed than one and two. Mm, okay. um, so he said uh, he thought they would start with three, and if it sells well and people like it, then maybe they'll go back and do uh, the original Dragon Quest one and two mm. as like as like a combined title, like with this similar uh, art style. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. So yeah. I, I thought that was cool. Um, I think if, if if this is priced well, then it'll sell properly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, this is the one one I want the most. I think. Mm. Uh, 
But uh, yeah, so hopefully it that sells well, and then we'll also see Dragon Quest one and two, uh, remade in a similar style. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so that brings us to our final uh really big announcement from this event. This is uh Dragon Quest twelve. Mm. Uh, and it's just a just a logo. So we're not logo seeing easy, yeah. uh, yeah. It, this is kind of a nice trailer here. It's got uh, eleven, and then like the fire like breaks through. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. Makes it eleven into twelve with the room, Roman numerals. <laughs> I love just like the excessive uh, amount of explosions, just just never ending. Yeah, the the logo looks great though. It's like this like a uh, molten hot rocks with like yeah. the Dragon Quest logo. Um, I kind of have like uh, after these like like logo reveals, like after Metroid Four. Metro Prime 4, I have like severe trauma, you know, because that oh, game, yeah. just, the game's just never coming out, right? <laughs> and it's like my most wanted game ever. Yeah. Um, yeah. So like, it just kind of gives me like trauma to see like another reveal like that. So uh, we've got an article here um, in stating that the Dragon Quest uh, 12 story has already been completed. Mm. Um, so that's, that's good. So hopefully mm. we won't, we won't have to wait like a, uh, like four or five years to see this game um yeah maybe, I don't maybe think uh, it will be too bad yeah maybe i'm thinking 2022 maybe or 2023 yeah because uh, when did when did 11 come out it's been a while now right 2018 20- yeah 2017 in, oh, in okay, uh, yeah. japan but yeah it's been out for a while um so um apparently they're using unreal engine 5 mm. for this game yeah, yeah. Uh, so uh, we'll we'll show off some of that in a, in a little bit. Um, but uh, yeah, from what I've heard about this this game, it's going to be a lot more serious, right? Uh, it's called the Flames of Fate. Um, yes. So uh, in the interview with uh, uh, with Yuji Hori, um, it, he said that um, like as fans have grown up, like so has Dragon Quest. So like mm. they want to make a game that can like appeal to the to the like the adult fans with like a more mature themes mm. and kind of a serious story. That's cool. And, yeah, I, uh, I like that approach, yeah. And to go along with it, they mentioned that they're changing the battle system as well, mm. which is which is like sacred to Dragon Quest fans. So ho- hopefully they don't change it too much, you know. But um he said yeah. he said it's not a huge change, but it will be different. Mm, okay, um, interesting. So yeah, I'm re- I'm really excited for this. Although uh, I'm not getting too excited because we don't have a release date. So uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm, well, I'm to- sure like it'll be it'll be around before you know it. And we've got like E3 in well yeah E3 in like two weeks. So it's gonna be like so many games coming out or announced that you won't even remember what's going on, man. It's gonna be <laughs> it's oh gonna be yeah chaos. yeah. But it's this um, be great. This uh, this logo like with the flames and stuff, it kind of reminds me of uh, the Final Fantasy sixteen trailer. Um, we've, I don't know if you caught that um, when it was revealed. Um, oh yeah, a couple, yeah, a few few the, months ago. Like the kind of uh, medieval, like realistic looking. Yeah, um, right. Um, which I mean, this logo and that don't look anything similar, right? But it's just the the the, the color, right? The 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 like the flames and the the dark like background. And it's all made of mm. stone and stuff. And it there's a scene like at the end of that Final Fantasy trailer where like the kid like kind of freaks out and then he turns into like some like fire wizard and just starts like burning everything. And it's and that looks very dark, you know, for a Final Fantasy game, right? So Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, it's kind of got that same vibe to it. <laughs> yeah, I like I'm I'm really I'm ready for like a more mature Dragon Quest because uh mm. like we've seen a a lot of Dragon Quest with kind of a similar aesthetic, so it, mm. it'll just be cool to see the series with like a twist. And, I, th- I um, think so. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm, uh, I'm like into it, but I'm sure some people would prefer Dragon Quest to stay with like the more childlike, um, kind of themes and th- you know, possibly. But I think I mean, you know, once you've got to like number twelve, like, and it's basically had the same. The same like visual identity for like thirty five years, right? Basically, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I don't think you could really argue. I mean, my closest frame of reference is you know with Zelda, with that being my favorite franchise. Every time mm. that they've released a mainline game, 
almost. Um, there are obviously like a couple of like sequels or like kind of loose sequels uh, that share the same graphics style. But basically every mainline game has a different style, right? And I've always yeah. enjoyed that. They they always try and mix it up visually. Even if like the, the general like, the tropes of the game stay quite similar. They've yeah. all got very, very specific art styles. And I think that's like kind of the the difference between Final Fantasy and Dragon Quest is like mm. Final Fantasy is known for like reinventing itself with every game. Mm. Like the, always new new characters, new worlds and things and just like stretching the imagination. Mm. Where to me, Dragon Quest is more about that comforting, like familiar feeling, you know, familiar characters and arts and stories. Yeah. And, yeah. um, so that's why it's so interesting to see Dragon Quest like going in a darker direction because like no one really expected it, I guess. Like, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, sure. But um, it's, um, any anyhow, that's I guess that's a lot of Dragon Quest uh <laughs> for now. But <laughs> yeah, that's uh, an awful lot of Dragon Quest. Yeah, yeah. So uh, anyway, happy to see it and uh, looking forward to uh, getting updates about um. Dragon Quest Twelve in the future. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited to check out. Um, like you say, probably the uh, the HD 2D remake probably looks like my favorite, just because of that oh, yeah. Octopath uh, engine. But yeah, looks really cool. All right, so that wraps it up for all our new stories this week. Now let's jump into our new releases. So uh, I think first up, we've got something called uh, Astalon Chikuno Namida, or Astalon the Tears of Earth. So. Uh, it's not one I've heard too much about. So, uh, how about you, Ryan? I've never, never heard of this one. So this is a uh, this is first for me. Oh, uh, okay. Look, get some serious, looks, serious looks Mega Dragon Man Quest. Guy. Look, looks like <laughs> Dragon Quest. That's <laughs> uh, true. Yeah, more Dragon Quest. But the guy's got like a Mega Man helmet on. Oh, oh yeah, music. Yeah. Dig, 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 I'll do a little cover of this. This is good. Nice. This, this is this is rocking. Oh, that's cool, yeah. So it's, um, I mean, it's even got that super like NES style graphics, right? It's very eight bit, kind of a limited color palette. Like, uh, was it Shovel Knight? That was a great game. Yeah, that mm. that that was really good. Uh, but yeah, this looks cool. I mean, this kind of style is quite uh, popular nowadays, right? Yeah, I mean, especially like about maybe five years ago, like all mm. the games were pixel style. Yeah, but, um, yeah, yeah. I I love just pixels. Like I I don't I don't I just even fucking think, love pixels. <laughs> I don't think of it as like a a gimmick. Like to me, just pixels are a totally valid way to make a game. You know, absolutely. Like, yeah, I mean, to me, it's like sometimes I'd rather look at pixels just because, you know, like the closer you get to like a reality, it just becomes less of like a game experience. Cause yeah, it looks, you, too, it looks too real, right? <laughs> like yeah, you start to lose that imagination and. Uh, mm-hmm. And I like how pixels are kind of handcrafted, you know, mm. they just have that, you get that feeling like someone spent time, like, like laboring over each pixel, like figuring out how to make it look great. Yeah, Where, um, I definitely get that feeling. Yeah. 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 But uh, <laughs> yeah. Anyhow, that that's cool. Mm. Um, is that, is that like an indie studio? That made I that? think so. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't catch the name of the studio, but um, I mean, yeah, it looks like an indie game. Um Generally, like one of the like the concessions, you know, of making a game like that is that you know because it's, it's like a one or a two man team, you know, it's much easier to make two D graphics than it is to make three D graphics. Not to say it doesn't require mm. any skill, but like the probably the man hours to like do that, it's probably lessened a lot, right? And then the complexity of like building a game as two D opposed to a three D world, I imagine, is much more sim- uh, much much simpler as well. So. Mm. Um, yeah, that still tends to be kind of indie developers, um, but yeah, that was pretty cool. Uh, next up, uh, I think this is a, we got a fighting game, right? Guilty Gear Strive. Oh yeah. So I've got a buddy who's really into fighting games, mm. and uh, I've never had a chance to get into them. But uh, he was asking me like, uh, if you're going to get into fighting games, which one is the most interesting? I said mm. uh, Guilty Gear, um, because I like the the pixels. Or the or not the pixels, <laughs> the yeah, yeah. the two D yeah the two D uh, characters yeah I like um, games like this though right like um what's it like SNK versus Marvel they have like the two D characters 
Um, they keep re-releasing like the old, even though there's like new Street Fighter games, they re-release the old ones. Um, mm. like Blaz Blue as well, and others. Oh, there's, there's tons of them. Although um, this looks like this looks like 3D models. Is this just a cutscene? Yeah, I think this is cutscene. But I would imagine that yeah, if the, the, if they've got this for the cutscenes, I imagine they're going to use these models in the game. Okay, yeah. So I uh, just found some uh, gameplay here. This is the the beta version. Uh, apologies for this random white man in the middle colonizing the screen over here. But, uh, we'll just <laughs> pretend he's not there. <laughs> um, but yeah, like th this is the style you kind of mean, right? Like that kind of two D. Um, y yeah, and um, I, yeah, I'm not sure if they used three D models and then like drew over them. I'm pretty uh, sure it is. But, actually, looks very soon. Yeah, but but it. I mean, the series is known for having these really cool hand-drawn uh, characters. Well, actually, uh, uh, you can you can tell it's not, um, it's not hand-drawn. It's a three D model, but they animate it in a way that like it removes a bunch of the frames from the animation, so it looks more like jittery, like a like a drawn animation. You know. Yeah, yeah. So maybe for like every, you know, every sixty frames of the game, like it only displays like fifteen frames of animation. So. I think that works really well for timing in a fighting game, you know, mm. so you know exactly when you need to, like, hit the button. <laughs> you know what I mean? I guess, yeah, like, if there's less, like, you know, as the characters moving their arm, if it's in, like, 60 FPS, well, actually, sorry, I should re-clarify, really the, the game is in 60 FPS, but the characters refresh at, like, 15, just the animations. But, um, yeah, like, if someone's arm is moving up to, like, strike, and it's in 60, then, like, you might not get the timing perfect right but with the 15 it's like dun, 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 dun. there's all these little different kind of positions of the arm so maybe yeah. if you can maybe if you can tune in well enough to that kind of visual cue then you can pull off the block or the combo or yeah I don't, yeah. I don't know it just yeah I find it amazing how good people are at fighting games it's just crazy yeah that's <laughs> super precise timing and like reading the animations mm -hmm. and stuff it's, it's pretty cool um but yeah, I always like the art style on on these games, although I haven't I haven't played them, so I can't, yeah. can't really comment about the gameplay. But <laughs> uh, but yeah, so that's that's Guilty Gear Strife uh, that comes out on the eighth, I think, of this month. So it should be out next uh, Tuesday, I think. Yeah, cool. All right, next up we've got a Switch title, right? Uh, World's End Club. Yeah, this looks pretty cool as well. I, um, I think this this is already out on Apple Arcade, so uh, since you've got that, I think you can already play it. Oh, yeah, interesting, yeah. I mean, already I like the art style here. It's kind of like cartoony, but like, I don't know, a bit unusual. It's very colourful. It looks a bit yeah. like Yokai Watch. It's got that kind of vibe to it. Yeah, yeah, this is... I, I don't know much about this game. Um mm. I got I got it confused with uh, the world ends with you. Oh yeah yeah. Oh uh, uh, that's right. <laughs> uh, this was in the Nintendo's uh, direct. Yeah. So th this uh, this video is from the direct from February. Oh yeah um, yeah that's right. Um, so yeah yeah. So I believe on the direct they said it's about someone who's like making a journey across Japan or something. Mm. Um, oh, it could be. Yeah yeah. So I I think there's like uh. Japanese culture, um, what do you say? Points, <laughs> good, good cultural stuff. Yeah, you yeah. Know, <laughs> in their educational um, <laughs> materials. Oh, okay. Yeah, not educational, but you know what I mean. It's it's a Japan themed. Uh, lots of lots of references, right? Cultural yeah, references, yeah. and uh, yeah, I, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. So oh, the okay. the trailer doesn't really give too much away for the gameplay, but um, I'm guessing by this like square format on the screen here for this trailer. Oh, this is video. This is probably from the iPad then, right? Uh, actually, yeah, it says Apple Arcade. No commentary. But it's kind of like yeah. a side-scrolling game here. You can see, like, going through the rice fields on this train. It's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, the graphics... Looks fun. The graphical style is really cool. Yeah, it looks uh, fun. Yeah, so on Apple Arcade, are, are all the games, like, included as part of the subscription? Basically, yeah. So it's just like, um, you know, Games Pass for Xbox or something like that. Um, but it's only 600 yen a month, so $6. So, not bad. But it says, like, over 100 games. So, I'd, I'd imagine out of all of those games, I'd probably want to play about five. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I mean, there seems to be some, like, 
how do you say like not big budget games but just like these kind of cool like smaller games like like this one or Fantasian mm. like stuff that would definitely be fun to play and cool to check out but maybe something you wouldn't go seeking out on your own yeah you know? yeah um, but yeah you since you've got uh, Apple Arcade now maybe you could tell me how this is this yeah is what... <laughs> I, I, so I didn't realize it was already on there so um, yeah, it's already kind of piqued my interest so I guess I'll check it out now yeah Add it to my list for this week. <laughs> I got yeah. a lot of homework to catch up on this week. Oh yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Cool. So, what's our what's our final game for the week? All right. So, our final game is uh, Virtua Fighter Five. Oh, uh, yeah, Ultimate cool. Showdown. And cool. were you? I think you were saying earlier this is a a remake. Yeah, yeah. So, um, this is a remake of Virtua Fighter Five. Uh, so, Ultimate Showdown is the special edition. The remake version. Um, and I didn't realize, actually, I just noticed at the start of the trailer, it just said uh, Ryuga Gotoku Studios, which is the Yakuza studio. Yeah, they've got characters from Yakuza. Yeah, I didn't realize before. But actually, it makes sense because the graphics look very similar. Um, but I used Maybe. to play, actually, Virtual Fighter 4, I think. on the. I want to say that was on the PS2. Unless it was Virtual Fighter 3, maybe. I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, I used to play with my friend. Uh, I just... I just remember the, the was it Sega Saturn, like mm. uh, with the like blocky character models, you know? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's just like my only association with the series. <laughs> yeah, like the original one, right? Yeah, yeah it's yeah. quite looked quite bad. But, Maybe um, it was one of the first three D three D fighters, right? Yeah, it, yeah, might be one of the first 3D ones, yeah. Um, yeah, so this game actually comes out tomorrow, uh, 1st of June, because uh, we're, we're recording this on the 31st of May. And uh, I also saw that uh, on uh, Wednesday, on the 2nd of June, it'll be coming out in arcades in Japan as well. Oh, so, okay. So, um, cool. you know, obviously a big a big moneymaker for a fighting games is in the arcades, especially in Japan at least. So, mm. um, you know, if you're big into the game center life, then I'm sure, yeah. Go check it out on Wednesday. It should be there. <laughs> yeah, nice. And I guess yeah. that uh, just about wraps it up for our uh, our new games for the week. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, I guess to close today, should we uh, share our our recent uh, Japanese words we've encountered Most out there Good in sir. the wild? <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess uh, I guess I'll go first. Um, mm. So I've got uh, shizumi komu mm. uh, is my next word. Um, so shizumikomu, it it means to sink into something, mm. uh, but it's often used like uh, meaning to get depressed. Mm. So so uh, shizumikonderu is like like someone who's sunk into depression. But in uh in Famicom uh, Detective Club, they're talking about a character who's been depressed recently. Uh, I and see. I it's, see. And they say like saikin uh, shizumikonderu. Mm. So it's like yeah, she's. She's been depressed recently. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, I see, see. Yeah, my, my last word uh, for today is uh, bunseki. Mm. Right? And uh, bunseki is uh, analysis. Uh, mm. Maybe, was this in our Pokemon Snap episode as well? Uh, uh, possibly, yeah. Uh, I, I'm not sure if we got to it, but it, it popped up again. So, um, mm. yeah, like, uh, bunseki is like analysis of something. Mm. So, like... Uh, in the crime scene in the game, like the police are doing the uh, bunseki. Cool. Well, uh, what do you have for this week? Did you learn any? Uh... Yes, yeah, so actually, these uh, words, they're not new to me, but I just thought I'd show some uh, or share some kind of basic words um, for anyone getting into gaming in Japanese, uh, as we've done a couple of weeks before. Um, so the first one is skill, skiru, which is very easy to understand, right? It's just uh, the katakana version of the word skill. Um, but there's kind of three words that might be used for the same kind of meaning, depending on the game, right? So you've got skill, uh, you've got reberu, uh, which is level, um, or uh, not chikara, the way it's read here, but ryoku, which is like when you attach the word to something else. So you might have like, um, I don't know, like mana ryoku, which is like mana power or... I don't know, anything like tatakai ryoku, like fighting power or something like that, right? So uh, when you pronounce it uh, as ryoku and you attach that kanji onto the end of something, uh, it will just be like the power of whatever the verb is before it. But those three 
can sometimes be kind of like interchangeable um, depending on the game, right? Uh, but they're all kind of loosely uh, connected. Um, and another one I just kind of remembered I thought was quite funny um, was Rasposu, uh, which means uh, last boss in a game. So it's just kind of condensed down of Rasu, uh, which means last, and Bosu, which means boss. Um, and there's, there's another word of last bossu sen, which is the kanji that we mentioned. Well, I think you mentioned uh, two weeks ago, three weeks ago, meaning uh, to like battle, right? War. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, but actually, yeah, it's not actually. It's not in the. It's not in the dictionary apparently. Um, but if you search on Google, um, it just means like last boss battle, like here, yeah, like fine, final, final fight. Uh, yeah, last boss sen, basically. Um, so it's just a good way to combine that that kanji that we learned, you know, um, a couple of weeks ago, with this this phrase of uh, last boss. <laughs> so yeah, uh, yeah, that's that's a good one. Last boss. I I love hmm. these like where the English words get get small, you know. They yeah, get, uh, yeah, yeah. Mixed in there, so it's that's always cool. pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I think yeah, that wraps us up for this week's show. Uh, I'm getting incredibly warm in this room right now. The summer is really kicking in now. <laughs> oh yeah, me too. I got a fan going over here, so <laughs> yeah, it's tough, man. But you know, when you got all the computer turned on, and I don't know, just like, all the screens and the lights and stuff, it just starts to get a little bit a little bit sweaty but uh, yeah man it's just gonna get worse from here on out right <laughs> <laughs> yeah so uh i guess like next week like i said uh next week will be episode 10 already which is crazy uh we'll probably have loads of cool new stuff to announce uh, as we kind of gear up for e3 season and uh yeah i'll, I'll update you guys on some of my uh, my new discoveries on uh, apple arcade see how good it is <laughs> yeah so yeah and, uh, do, you have any, uh, do you have any closing words for our lovely people at home run? Uh, yeah, you guys uh, be good. Keep keep gaming. Uh, have fun, you know. <laughs> All right, Grandpa. Well, uh, <laughs> this has been the Japan Games Cast. Thanks for listening, everybody. If you're watching on YouTube, thanks for watching. Make sure you subscribe to the channel, and we'll see you guys next week. Bye.